You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Stag Sports Network podcast special. I'm JJ Duke. Hope you all are doing well. It's been a long time since we've last chatted. Hope everybody's enjoying their summer out there. And over the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to be gearing up for the fall 2021 sports season. What we're going to be doing is we're going to preview Fairfield's fall sports teams by having chats with coaches and players from each squad. Each show is going to give us a little bit of insight into how the preseason is going, the buildup towards this fall season, some takeaways from last year, get to know a little bit more about the squad, including some of the new faces as well, discuss schedules and much more. So today's show is going to be featuring Fairfield women's soccer, and I'm delighted to be sitting down with the head coach. That is Dave Barrett. Dave, always a pleasure to get a few minutes to chat with you. How have you been and how's your summer been going? Happy summer. Happy late summer to you and everybody. Um, You know, it's been a sprint since June 1st, really, uh, when we were able to get back out on the road and, and recruit. So we've been... You know, our foot's been on the gas for, for over two months now, and, and um, we're excited about being back to a normal routine and, and doing camps and, and things like that over the summer, which kept us busy, and uh, now we're back at it. We've been training for about a week, and, you know, so summer went by awfully fast for me. That it did. And already you hit that word normalcy. It must have been nice to just kind of go back to like, oh, yeah, this is what the routine was in 2019 and years past where you had summer camps, you were recruiting, now you got preseason. And does it almost just feel a little sense of relief, even though obviously we're still dealing with things, but just must be a little better knowing that you go from A to B to C on the schedule. Yeah. And um, it is, it is, it is good. It's a, it enables us to sort of do a normal sort of um, progression of, of, of training and preparing as opposed to sprinting during last spring and uh, winter really it's really winter so yeah i mean we're not we're not out of the woods through things yet but i think we all feel a lot safer um our team is healthy um we're in a good spot and can be able to wrestle with the um, you know covid restrictions and things like that we're not we're all in a pretty good spot in regard to that so being being able to return to a normal sort of pattern of, of behavior has been really nice. And I think the, the team has sort of fallen right back into a normal sort of pattern, to be honest. Yeah, so now that pattern brings us to the time we're recording. It's week two of preseason. How I know it's obviously early doors at this point, but how's the group shaping up thus far? Um, you know, it's been, it's been a productive week or so. Um, you know, it's been, um, what we had about 10 practices and we, <clears throat> we did an inter-squad scrimmage over the weekend. Um, it gives a pretty healthy overall few, uh, it's a couple knocks, um, here and there. Nothing too terrible though. We've been trying to manage our bodies well. Um, you know, I think the team is reasonably you know, in shape. I think they came back with a pretty good level of fitness. It wasn't off the charts, but certainly nothing really to be worried about. Um, I think performance wise has been pretty good um, overall. I think we're um, pleased generally with the way sort of things have been progressing. Um, We've been able to look at a a few different combinations of people. Um, We certainly have some enough returning players who sort of know the program a little bit and, and know what the expectations and standards are and, and that sort of thing, which is making it a little bit easier. Um, 
so it's been good. You know, we're, we have a couple exhibition games upcoming this weekend, which I'm sure we'll get to, but, but I think that will be, we'll see where we are. You know, we'll see here a week from now and having played two exhibitions and we'll know a lot more about ourselves in, a, in about a week's time. No, definitely. The one that I was very curious about is because the quick turnaround from a competitive season this past spring. Now, for those people that might not fully know, usually the fall teams would be playing in the spring, but not a competitive schedule. It's kind of a, you know, individual development, trying things at that time, play scrimmages, but the results not really that it doesn't really matter that much. But this past spring team had to ramp up rather quickly, then have a, a third of a schedule that you would normally play, but in the span of five weeks or so, what was the, the load management like in the off season? Because it was a shorter turnaround. You know, you don't want to hurt anybody uh, during that time, but you know, how much did you guys have to really look into the sports science to make sure that everybody got into this preseason healthy? To be honest, I don't think we, we over overcooked it in our minds. Um, I thought when we left uh, campus in the spring, we were um, in a reasonable level of fitness. Um, we wanted to, encourage people to to play as much as they could this summer i think it was a bit of a um hit and miss just because of opportunities were a little scattered this summer um but but having a little break wasn't the worst thing in the world either for for them and their bodies but like i said i, I don't think we overthought it too much um and we kind of understood that people would we people you know, generally know what the expectation is. And so they should be able to manage their bodies pretty effectively. Um, and even when we did testing last week, we didn't do it on day one. We, we practiced twice. And then the next day we did like our fitness assessment. And so we sort of weigh that into consideration when you're, <clears throat> when you're assessing the results and so forth. Um, like I said, I, didn't, I don't think we, 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 we made more of it than what it is in the, most of our players were pretty experienced and know how to manage their bodies and know how to get themselves ready to go. And I think that we found that generally the case that, you know, some of the new players had a little bit of a, of, of a wake up call um, because they weren't quite pre as prepared as they probably should be. Um, but nothing horrible either. I mean, just a little bit under where we might want them to be, but um, the spring was weird and it was a, you know, it was, it was competitive, but it was kind of a fake season. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a balanced schedule. Like, you know, I mean, it was what it was. So I, I've tried not to make too much of that. It's, other than letting some of our young players get some experience, I think that was really beneficial um, to, to get out there and compete. <clears throat> Result-wise, I mean, it was, again, like, it wasn't a – we never got into a rhythm. We never had any scrimmages. We just – you can never have any time to figure things out. And that's already been different for us. Like we've been able to sit back and, and just watch them a little bit and start to figure some things out and see what different people can do and have exhibition games and non-conference games to sort of get your rotation set and your lineup set and things like that. Um, so just being able to do all that again has been much, much better in terms of the preparation side of it. Well, you talk about having those younger players get the experience. I, looked at the team sheet that you put out for that last match of Mac playoff match against Quinnipiac and you can play all 11 players that you started that game. 
right. lost a number of players that were coming off the bench as well. And it's funny when you look at Fairfield women's soccer the past couple of years, and uh, Stephanie Tangares, I remember, mentioned this to me during the spring season, that Fairfield's always been a quote-unquote young team label. Mm-hmm. But now you have – you're returning basically an entire starting 11, give or take one or two pieces, a number of your key reserves coming off, plus adding in young players as well that I know – coming in, you know, highly regarded. So this has to be, this puts you in a good position now, doesn't it? Well, yes. And, and I certainly, as opposed to the alternative where you graduate all 11 people that were on the field last time you played. Um, and I, and we certainly talked about that and addressed that point with, with the group in our opening meeting. And I said, just that, and your point exactly, like it's much better to have, um, you know, all the players who basically played in our last game here with us right now. But on the other hand, that doesn't afford us anything guaranteed. You know, you still have to go and, and do what you got to do. And, and I think adding in some new pieces, we probably have three, three ish new players that are going to really help. And I think some of the older players that are, have some experience are going to help having Gabby back um, helps. So I think there's definitely potential and but we need to take care of it i mean again i think one of the things that was what you and the media have to go and hype up for everybody is how great we could be based on you know number of people returning and and we played in the mac championship game the last full regular season and, and we all get that but the reality of it is like you can't take we can't take anyone or anything for granted and in the minute you do you you lose and and so i think those are important sort of lessons that we need to take with us every day. And, and I think the a- attitude in training has been reflective of trying to stay focused and, you know, um, just getting, getting to work and doing what we need to do. Um, but yeah, it's a long, <clears throat> it's a long road to hoe, but I certainly, it's better to have everyone reasonably comfortable than the alternative for sure. No, absolutely. And has uh, the competition been good thus far? Again, obviously it's, a week plus in that we're talking, but you've got a, a handful of new players in. You got a lot of young, exciting players that showed some good things in this past spring. So, do you feel like everybody's kind of knocking at each other right now, not making anybody feel too comfortable about their spot in the starting eleven? I think our competition's good. I mean, I think our <clears throat> realistically, if we can get to sixteen to eighteen players who are pretty <clears throat> pretty competitive with one another, then we're going to be in a pretty good spot over the long haul. Um, and that's kind of our goal to see if we can get to that and see if we feel good about playing, you know, five forwards and five midfielders in total and a half and maybe even changing outside backs and things like that. So I think we're edging closer to that. I think our depth is improving, which is really important for any college team. I mean, you know, like this isn't the premier league where you play a game once a week and, you know, like you play every three days and that, and that over a course of three three to four months is a lot for 18 to 22 year olds on top of going to school on top of everything else they're going through so depth is critical in my opinion in the college game and so yeah there's going to be teams that say well we're going to do it this way but i don't know i feel like that's that's a big lift for those teams that just play 12 players the whole season long um you, you really roll the dice that they're not going to get hurt and everything's going to go perfectly all the time and in fitness is going to make a difference too, you know? Um, so we're putting the pieces together and we're trying to find 
some ways to get the best out of people. And, and so you mentioned Steph. Like I think Steph is a really good example of what she needs people around her for service. She's a striker that needs service. She's not going to create a lot on her own, but she's a great third man runner. She'll get into good spots and she can finish things, but don't ask her to create it all because she can't do that. And I think one of the problems we had in our spring games that we certainly uncovered that she and Elle, she, they didn't get good enough service. They didn't have good enough passers around them. They didn't have people that could solve tactical problems to enable them to do what they do. And I think we're putting people, we have people now that can help complement that a little bit, you know, Gabby and a couple of the younger girls and, and the, the girls who are new, who can, who can step in and do some different things. So it's just a matter of putting the pieces together that enable everyone to play to their strengths and get the best out of them, I think. Definitely. And now you did mention that this fall, like normally you'd have an opportunity to kind of use a few games to figure some things out. That's being non-conferences back, Mac women's soccer going back to the traditional slate where the non-conference season, then you have the 10 game schedule after that. So um, that season kicks off, not actually too far from when we're recording on August 19th at home to LIU, but you've got eight matches to prep for Mac play and a bit of variety as well. Some teams Fairfield haven't seen in a while, some that we've never even seen at all. So I'm curious, what was your mindset in putting these games together to maybe mimic some of the things that you'd see in league play? Well, to be honest, it's all about just putting ourselves in a position where we're sharp and, and prepared for anything that um, can be thrown at us. And I mean, the standard in our league has been Monmouth. Um, and so basically, and then obviously Quinnipiac has been good. I mean, Sienna won it in the spring, but uh, again, like sort of a fake schedule. So it's kind of hard to say too much definitive from any, anything that happened in the spring, but, but look, like it's about how do we, how do we be athletic enough and how do we play against, you know, enough competition going into the, the league schedule where nothing's, we, we've seen everything we can see, you know, so you know, we want we all, we like to play Ivies. We know they're good. So Dartmouth is good. Harvard is is really really good. And neither have played in a year and a half. But I'm not buying them that they don't know what they're doing. So they're going to be fine. Um, they're going to be real challenges for us. But again, you know that's what we want. And I think the players enjoy that competition. I think our kids like that. They want to go play a higher level. And then when they get to playing Mac games, they're like, we've already seen better than this. So we're fine sort of thing. I mean, we have nothing to be scared about. Um, but it's a sort of a blend, you know, you got some Northeast conference teams, you got Ivy's, you got America East, you know, we're going to scrimmage UMass, we're going to scrimmage Albany. Um, you got Colonial, you got Northeastern, um, you know, Holy Cross. It's just, a, we just wanted to sort of put together a good, a good schedule of sort of teams that would be, Good challenges for us. I think for the most part, with maybe one or two exceptions, we're going to line up on paper even with with the others. And it's going to be like whoever plays better on the day is going to win as opposed to like there's no way on earth we should have any business winning this game or we're going to win comfortably five or six nothing and it's not going to be a challenge. So, so I think that's kind of what's going to sharpen us. And if we can – yeah, like you make your own luck. You got to put yourself in good positions to be successful, um, and hopefully we can we can get 
we get a good sense for who we are and our identity in those first eight games or so. And then once we get to Marist and Sienna and Ryder in those first few games, like we've already seen everything, you know, kind of all different styles, direct, indirect, athletic, fast, you know, and, and that was the thing that we didn't get our young kids an opportunity last spring. I didn't have any idea what to expect anywhere. And then they just were thrown out into the fire. Um, so having that, opportunity just to grow as an individually and as a group will be will be really good for us and i think we'll, by the time the end of september rolls around i think we'll have found a good identity for ourselves definitely well i can't wait to see your group out there dave thanks so much for sitting down to chat with me and uh we'll see you in just a little over a week's time or so by the time you know of recording great thanks jj i appreciate everything you do so stay tuned here on the stag sports network as coming up in just a moment we'll sit down with Fairfield women's soccer grad student and captain Gabby Diodati to hear about her thoughts on preseason, her expectations for the coming year, and the decision as well for her to come back for her grad season. So stay tuned here on the Stag Sports Network. All right, everybody, welcome back. Hope that you all have been enjoying this Stag Sports Network Fall Sports Preview Podcast. And I'm very happy now to be welcoming onto the show the grad student and captain of Fairfield Women's Soccer. That is Gabby Diodati. And Gabby, first off, thanks for coming on. Um, and second off, just would love to hear the decision-making process for you, what it was like to come back for this fifth season. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, you know, I think... It, it took me a while to kind of decide, you know, it's, it's a difficult decision. I think, you know, you're kind of like, I spent four years with like my senior class, you know, kind of waffling back and forth. Do I graduate with them? Do I come back, you know, having this opportunity with the COVID year? Definitely. I think, you know, we had some unfinished business and I think that's what really drove me to stay, you know, 2019, we made it to the MAC championship and we fell a little short. So I think that was definitely a driving force for me. You know, I think I was just like, you know what? I still have some left in the tank to give and wanted to, you know, do my best to be able to contribute to the team. And I felt like I still could do that. So I wanted to hopefully come back and, and make it to that championship again. And you'd have to probably figure that the way that last season ended. And I know it was of all the odd circumstances of how that year went, probably wasn't the best representation of Fairfield women's soccer and feel that you get a full season, get back to the ways that you guys want to be. And hopefully you now have a chance to finish the way that you want to, which is hopefully lifting a trophy in November. Totally. Yeah. I think, you know, we faced a lot of adversity last year in terms of, um, just dealing with the different quarantine rules and, and dealing with um, all the restrictions that we had in place in terms of just the training environment and in, in games. And I think we learned a lot from it and we kind of came together as a team. And like you said, we kind of fell short of our goals and it wasn't a true representation of, of what we're able to do. But I think, you know, coming in, we have a week under our belts now and I think we're on the right track to kind of get back into that full suite season kind of uh mindset yeah i mean preseason we were kind of joking before you came on that it's it's not the thing that you want to be a part of but it's the grind that you have to but it's very interesting as well where last year it was a you're coming in basically in what, a week already into the spring semester you're having classes go on while you're trying to get ready and ramp up very quickly for a condensed season so does it maybe almost give you 
I don't want to say the fact of appreciation, but just the sense that, yeah, having a full preseason is actually really necessary in order to get that, you know, the cohesiveness, that gel that you want on the field. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, you get more time to try new things. And I think whereas in the spring, we were like, all right, this is what we're going to try for this week because that's all the time that we have for. But, you know, coming back and having a true full preseason, as much of it as it is a grind, like you said, like you just got to work through it. Like it does give us a lot of opportunities to try new things, try people in different positions, you know, um, kind of really fine tune the little details that we probably weren't able to get in the spring just because we didn't have the time for it, as well as, like I mentioned before, some of the different restrictions, like in terms of just training in, in small groups um, versus, you know, going bigger, going 11 v 11, which has been awesome um, in terms of having that as an opportunity this summer. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point about the small groups and kind of hearing with a number of student athletes, not just at Fairfield, but frankly, any school last year where you were working in small groups and often enough, you might have not actually been really getting to know a lot of players on your team, especially the young players coming in the freshmen last year. Now, fast forwarding to this year, you have freshmen that haven't had a preseason, sophomores that haven't had a true preseason. You're trying to get to know everybody at the same time. So what has that experience been like getting to basically meet, I don't want to say fully two classes, but yeah, basically you're meeting two classes off the field in addition to one on the field. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's been awesome because you're, you're welcoming this like two full classes. I mean, I think last year we still were able to, you know, do our best in terms of using different resources like zoom to kind of meet our freshmen. Um, But obviously it's different in person, but I think this preseason has been great in terms of just being able to be physically present with, with each and every one of them and, you know, get to know them on a, on a different level. And even outside of soccer too, you know, finding out their different interests. Whereas, you know, in the spring we were kind of struggling to, to find ways to stay connected just cause it, you can only do so much on zoom, you know? So I guess it's, it's been going really well. And I think everybody's kind of uh, starting to gel with each other and, and uh, finding opportunities to uh, learn more. I'm curious out of uh, either this freshman or sophomore groups, is there anybody off the field that you found maybe a little different or surprising in terms of just like how, how do they go about their business? Or is there a class clown that we were already seeing out of <laughs> youngsters? I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're still, uh, we're still kind of um, showing some of our personalities starting to kind of break through. Um but yeah, you know, they're, they're two great classes. They bring a lot of different aspects to the team. And I think it's been, it's been great getting to know them so far. Now, the one thing that we have seen a little bit on the Fairfield women's soccer social media platforms, and I'll shout out those handles in just a second, but after your first week, you guys had a, a couple of nice bonding experiences, what turned out to be, at least on the video, a pretty wild night of minute-to-win-it competitions and then a trip to Sleeping Giant State Park. So first off, um, y'all had a lot of chaos going on on that uh, competition night. So uh, who ended up being the most competitive out of all of you guys, or is it just a collective, just everybody wants to one up each other? It's pretty collective uh, competitiveness among our team. I think, you know, we have some, we have some people that, uh, that love to that energy to bring that kind of chaos to the, to the games. But I think that's what makes it so fun. And I think that's what, 
makes it such a good experience for everyone um, because they just bring such high energy to the team. And I think that that was really great. It was it was super fun. And then on the same time, uh, shortly after you guys went up to Sleeping Giant, got uh, a way to, I guess, what, recover while still getting some physical activity and then more uh, just team bonding experiences. And I think those must have been the moments that you guys must have missed uh, since, you know, the 2019 season, getting just out of your element a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, just getting off campus, kind of switching that mindset off of soccer for a moment and just kind of remembering that, you know, we're a team, we have to do things as a team and uh, getting to know each other is only going to strengthen our relationships and, and help us on the field in the end. Definitely. Now, looking ahead to this season, um, we obviously discussed about how you want to kind of finish off on the right note, the note that you want to personally get to. But what are you most excited about over the next few months, whether that is obviously just getting together with this group and trying to get to that next level or maybe playing some new teams or you know, maybe reestablishing some old rivalries that you haven't had over the last couple of years. So what are you most looking forward to? Um, honestly, I think I'm just most kind of excited about um, the opportunity for an extra year because it's just it's an opportunity for me to play the game that I love. I think at the end of the day, you know, I just I can enjoy it. I can have fun. Like it kind of brings me back to my why you know, like why I play soccer. And I think that's what I'm most excited for this season and, and being able to do it with some of my best friends. You know, we have 33 girls on the team who are going to support you in any kind of environment. And just, I also love the competitiveness. I think our schedule's very difficult this year, but I think we thrive in that kind of environment. And, you know, getting those hard games under our belt might not seem easy in the moment, but they're going to help us when we get to the MAC. And I think that was one of the reasons that we did so well in the 2019 season is because we had a tough um, off season or out of season game schedule. And so I'm, I'm excited for that because it's, you know, it's, it's fun to get to play different teams that you haven't played before. Um, Because in my previous four years, I think I've only played one or two of the teams that were playing in in the um, preseason games. So I'm really excited for that as well. Definitely cannot wait. And, um, lastly, before we let you go, this is always something that I love asking either seniors, grad students, or athletes that are going to be going into their last season. But um, this group has come a long way since you have started in your class as well. And your four seasons with this program is nothing but exceptional. Um, but the thing that I'm curious is if there's nothing else that you want to kind of hang your hat on before this year is over, what do you want the legacy to be left after the season comes to an end? I think I just want to define our program as a top contender in our conference. You know, I think, I think for me, leaving a legacy is, is something bigger than myself. And I think it's kind of, you know, how can I help the team become a top contender within the conference? So, you know, we, every year, you know, Monmouth's at the top of, their, of everybody's, um, in everybody's meetings and stuff like that. And so I want our team to be that. And I think this season, if I'm to leave a legacy, it's to help the team become that. And I guess that's just my main, my main goal, my main driving force for this, for this season, for my last one. Love it. Gabby, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for stopping by and chatting with us and best of luck this season. Really looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the group out there. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. 
Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Fall Sports Preview Show. Make sure to check out FairfieldStags.com to see the complete schedule for Fairfield women's soccer as well as the roster, streaming information, and much more. And also make sure to go check out their social media handles on Twitter at StagsWSoccer and on Instagram at FairfieldUWSoccer. Fairfield Athletics is on Twitter and Instagram at Fairfield Stags, and the Stag Sports Network is at Stag Sports Net. So thanks so much for listening. I'm JJ Duke signing off, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.